0: This is Plan B, Episode 5, for May 7th, 2013. jupiter broadcasting's weekly talk show contemplating the future and present of bitcoin with insights for the novice shop talk for the expert and opinionated discussion for the internet observer of all things bitcoin and related technologies my name is chris and joining me every single week is my co-host drew hey how's it going hey man welcome to episode five. Oh yeah we're here big show this week oh yeah we're going to talk about mining it's probably one of the number one series of questions we get or category of questions i should say is about mining we're going to talk about Bitcoin mining, Litecoin mining, but it's also been like a huge news week.
1: I know. we got a ton of stuff to go over. So
0: Yes, yes. And uh, I thought we would start, as is now customary, with the feedback this week. So that way uh, we can kind of warm up with uh, the questions and feedback from the folks out there. And the first one came in, uh, I titled it Coins in Canada. And I thought this was kind of interesting because it was from a viewer in uh, South Africa. And uh, he, wrote, he wrote in, he said, uh, hi guys. I'm a regular listener of Last Quarter Radio, TechSnap, and now Plan B. I download the shows around midnight and listen to them during my daily commute. Well, see that's exactly what we go for. So thank you because we try to put them out so that way you have them in the morning. Uh, He goes on to say, uh, I've known about Bitcoin for a few years and I'm kicking myself for not starting to mine way back then. I'm currently setting up Litecoin mining rig, but I'm having trouble finding GPUs at a price that makes it worthwhile. Well, stay tuned, Jonathan. We'll have a link for you. Uh, He says, I was Googling around and I found the following article quite interesting and wanted to know what you thought. Canada is considering minting its own cryptocurrency. Hmm. He includes the link. Also, a Bitcoin exchange has been set up in South Africa to trade between South African rands and Bitcoin directly. The site basically matches offers to sell or buy. Great idea. So I thought I'd share. Keep up the great shows. All the best from from the tip of Africa. (laughs) Drew, what do you think about this? Uh, Canada setting up the, the Canada coin or... Uh, you know the Fed setting up the Bernanke coin.
1: Oh no, no, please, no, <laughs> no think, to the latter.
0: Do you think it could ever actually happen?
1: Uh, I, I mean, if you compare these, these, uh, you know, these actual central central bank sponsored, at least in, in Canada, it seems they said the Royal Royal Canadian Mint or something. I mean, I, I haven't looked into technical details, but I highly doubt that they're they're creating. A fixed supply of possible coins to come in, to come into existence. So I think that's a that's a huge factor um, as a benefit for for Bitcoin. But maybe maybe like a hundred years from now, we'll see you know individualized cryptocurrencies for countries in particular. Maybe I don't know.
0: I agree with you, Drew. I agree with you, Drew. Have you heard of Listen well, to Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we I, listening to that right we now? We are listening to Bitcoin right now. If uh, you're not familiar with Listen to Bitcoin internet you can actually listen to Bitcoin transactions happen across the Bitcoin network. One of the advantages of having the ledger be public, since everybody has a copy of the blockchain, we all get to see what's happening. And a very ingenious developer out there took this idea and made this really cool um, visualization guide. And I've actually reached out to him to have him on the show, but and he's agreed, I just haven't gotten back to him yet because um, I'm... I'm a lazy bastard. I don't know why I haven't gotten hey, Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going. Yeah, on. we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyways, uh, Shadow River wanted us to know. He says, "Hey, I really like the show and noticed that uh, uh, you guys like some Bitcoin visualization. So I wanted to pass this it along. It's called listen to bitcoin.com. Not only shows Bitcoin as real bubbles, uh, some people like to imagine it as bubbles, uh, but also you get to hear the Bitcoin network and the Mt. Gox exchange network if you turn that on. The deeper tones mean a bigger transaction just happened. It also makes an epic tone when a new block has been unlocked and the rain of transitions or transactions is made to miners. So uh, listen to Bitcoin.com was also kind of a cool way for me to help my four-year-old son understand Bitcoin because he'd heard me talking about it a lot with my wife because... I talk about it excessively. I'm that, I'm that guy that talks about it too much around my family. That's me. And my son's like, what is Bitcoin? And uh, I brought up listen to Bitcoin.com and she said, those are Bitcoins. Those are Bitcoins, Dylan. And They're like, bubbles. Oh, yeah. Can't you see? <laughs> yeah. He loves, he loves them. So uh, anyways, there, there you go. We, it, we've been meaning to mention it. And, and I think the only reason I haven't actually mentioned it on air is just because I've been waiting to get the guy on the show. And, cause I want to talk to him about it. I think it's a great idea. And uh, don't forget you can also go to um listen to buckcoin dot com. But uh
1: <laughs> Yeah I, I'm a beautiful fan, so I
2: can't.
0: Thank you to Technocrat Jim for And our show has jumped the shark at episode five. Yeah, that was a big transaction. <laughs> uh all right. So uh that, thank you uh to uh um I missed his name, but thank you for setting that in. Uh, one more thing I want to cover in the feedback before we uh, jump into some of the discussion for the news this week. Kenneth wrote in, and I, I just I like I like hearing about new businesses coming up around Bitcoin. And uh, Drew, I know you saw this one coming to the inbox, and he says, "Hi guys, first off, great show, big fan. Uh, I'd like to ask if you guys are able to review my site, CoinGig.com." It's a new Bitcoin website that lets people buy and sell their products for Bitcoin. It lets sellers create Bitcoins stories very easily, uh, stores, and then uh, you know, put them up for purchase. So he is creating a site where it is not only uh, a catalog of things that are available for purchase, but as a retailer, if you're somebody that might be interested in selling your your wares, your software, your hardware, your gadgets, whatever it might be, your what clothing, whatever it might be, via Bitcoin, CoinGigs kind of offering to be the, listing agent and help with the sale is my is is how I get as I gather from this. We just started talking to Kemp today and it's over at coingig.com. I just wanted to give him a mention because I think it's an interesting idea. Um and uh I I I love the idea of just I think what the idea here is is we can make it super e- easy for merchants to just adopt and start selling via Bitcoin and we can also take advantage of Curating a listing of products that are available via Bitcoin. So when you have that question that comes up, and says, "Well, what can you buy?" This is one of those sites that helps you sort of go right there and find out immediately. Well, here's what I can buy. Oh, and here's what here's what I can buy in the electronics category. Right, right. Yeah, it's cool. All with yeah. your all with your hard mind Bitcoins, uh, boys and girls. So go check out Coingig.com. And if you want to get uh, if you want to get an email into the show, we've gotten lots of great emails this week. You can email us PlanB at JupiterBroadcasting.com. Or hit the contact link at the top of our website. You can also leave us a voicemail. We have a few this week. Call us 1-352-587-5262. You ready for that? It's one it's 1-352-58 Plan B. Oh yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> before we leave the feedback segment, I wanted to make a little plea to our audience. We've I know a lot of you are loving the show. And uh the last uh three episodes performed really well. People people commented in iTunes and we got, we got to the uh, up and coming section of the software section of the iTunes store and a lot of people found us that way. So thank you. If you haven't yet left us a comment in iTunes and you do have iTunes installed, please consider going in there and finding Plan B or just use the link in our show notes. We'll take you right there. And leaving a comment, that's those ratings and those comments are what bring us up in the chart so then other people can discover us. It only took about 20 of you To get us up to the very top. We were number one in the new and up and coming in software for a few days. So thank you. And we've started to drop off, but we could use some more if you'd like. Also, you know, if there's a forum or a site where you could spread the word about our show, like the Bitcoin subreddit, we're not asking you to spam. Absolutely not. But if we cover something interesting, um, you could uh, throw a link in there, maybe within a title that's descriptive so that people might know. And I uh, just want to remind people you can also deep link using YouTube. You can go in there and you can share to a specific point. So that way, if you want to link to something and maybe a subreddit or a, or a forum and you want to go right to the point in the show, that's one way to do that. People like it when you do that. Or if you just see any of our links, show up in one of the subreddits and wouldn't mind giving us an upvote or adding comments. Uh, like last week. We had, I really thought, a great chat with Paul, the uh, operator of BitVegas. And I think a lot of people are interested in how BitVegas works. And that episode performed very, very poorly by our average standards. Uh, new Discovery was way down. Um, it, it hit the Bitcoin subreddit, and then everybody started dogging on us for talking about Litecoin, and they buried the post. <laughs> and so that'd be the kind of thing where fans of the show could kind of help out and come to our aid and sort of, you know, correct them and say, you know, come on, they're not a bunch of Litecoin lunatics. They just aren't afraid to talk about it, you know, yeah, that well, kind of stuff.
1: When do you get to hear these kind of questions asked to this guy, you know, like where else have you seen that?
0: So that's exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're just ha- we just like to have open conversations. And if, you know, you want to help spread the word about the show, that, that really helps us. You know, uh, word of mouth is the absolute best type of marketing for a show. All right, Drew, what do you say we move into some of the news? Yeah, let's do it. And the, uh, the price right now seems to be holding around $109 as we record this show. It's been a hell of a week. <laughs> Hell of a week. Uh, poor uh, Miss Cashmere Hill picked a bad week to live off Bitcoin because the price has been all over the place.
1: Oh, I know. It, it, it didn't help her uh, sleep, you know, uh, sleep habits there.
0: I maintain, too, that it's, the price has fluctuated directly with Silk Road's fluctuations. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still thinking there might be a correlation between when Silk Road goes offline, Silk Road comes back online, buyers and sellers start cashing out because they're afraid Silk Road might not come back and the price tanks because all of a sudden all these coins come on the market and we have an inventory problem. We just simply have too much inventory when a bunch of sellers or a bunch of buyers decide they no longer want their money in Silk Road. We have an mm-hmm. inventory problem, and the price yeah. goes down. I mean, I'm not saying it, – and it's not like it's causing the price to tank completely, but I think it's made a big impact. However, Drew, there have been a few other stories this week. Oh, plenty, plenty. That may have been responsible for driving the price down. Why don't we start with uh, this first story about regulation? Kind of jumping around in our in our yeah, in sure. our news list a little bit, but uh, there's potential. We've we've talked about Finnick, I believe. You know the guys that uh, have uh, it, that have uh, laid down guidelines for uh, virtual currencies, uh, but there's a new regulatory body from the U.S. that uh, is considering getting involved, and uh, they're they're concerned more about future tradings and things like that. You might have heard of them. They're called the CFTC, and they stopped by Bloomberg. One of their representatives and he talks a little bit about it.
3: Frontier could be virtual, a digital currency that has gained prominence and fan. Bitcoin rocketing higher in March and then crashing. Is it dangerous? It's the chief derivatives regulator in this country. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission is looking into it. And for that, we turn to Bart Chilton, one of the regulators with the CFTC, joins us now. Bart, you're looking into Bitcoin, which is a little bit unusual because the CFTC doesn't usually regulate international currencies. What has yeah. piqued your interest here? Yeah, well, we're not, we're not interested in regulating the currency itself, of course. It's the derivative on the currency, which would fall squarely in our uh, bailiwick. So if somebody's offering to, uh, to, to purchase at a future price a, a Bitcoin, and uh, it, it appears that they may be doing that out there, that's definitely something we're interested With regard to whether or not people are regulating just the currency, you know, that's the Treasury who's shown some interest uh in this and uh, also the Federal Reserve. But I think all government regulators need to be taking a look at this. This is a cryptocurrency. It is a shadow currency that's going on. Uh, a shadow. lot of the you know the, the the opaqueness of these markets uh lends itself to potentially nefarious dealings, whether or not it's weapons or drugs, who knows. But it just seems to me that it certainly at the very least uh deserves a thorough look see to determine whether or not there's a regulatory interest and there may well be, Sarah. Bart, you just said that uh, for the CFTC to get involved, uh, there would have to be derivatives, as you said, forwards, for example, or futures on Bitcoin. Uh, but in your
0: opinion, and this is, that is a huge, important caveat to this entire story, is that they are simply responsible for commodity futures and trading. They're the Commodity Futures and Trading Commission. So they are concerned when people are trading on the future prices and things like that.
3: opinion. Should the Treasury Department and the Fed be regulating Bitcoin the currency as it exists today? Well, I, I don't want to speak for the Treasury or the Fed, but oh, that's I, I can't say for, th- for your opinion. Well, my opinion is that there does need to be some regulatory oversight over these things at a bare minimum. Now, whether or not uh, you know we we get into it, we'll have to make it a determination. But uh, what Treasury has done so far is that they've said that these that bitcoins are essentially like uh, a currency that's operating, and it's a financial service company. And so they want to ensure. And again, can't speak for the Treasury Department, but I know they feel very strongly about money laundering and trying to avoid that sort of thing with currency. So to the extent that they're involved already, I'm encouraged. Uh, but from our perspective, Eric and Sarah, I think we need to give this a really good hard look uh, because this isn't just monopoly money. It's real money.
0: Oh, it's real money, Chase. Or Chase. Well, <laughs>
3: uh, uh, so, you know, I think this sort of speaks to a
0: pretty big misunderstanding of how Bitcoin works. First of all, uh, what kind of uh, – are you just going to walk in and be like, okay, we're up in here. We're going to regulate this now. We're going to be regulating well, this. I mean, I mean, come on, gonna, really?
1: Yeah. Ima- imagine a, a person who works as a regulator thinks that it might need some regulation. Maybe we want to – Yeah, like, funny. Like, funny, right? The regulators. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. Funny interesting, Completely non-conflict of interest. Uh,
0: now, I, obviously, where they can regulate is in a U.S.-operated business that uh, is converting between money uh, that or is – like he said, you know, selling on futures that that obviously is an area that falls under the jurisdiction. Now, I've seen a lot of negative press around this. I I agree, I'm not I'm not a big fan of regulation and and you can always make the argument if you're a strong libertarian that uh all regulation is bad regulation. But I I think there's also the flip side, regulation provides some legitimacy Certain players that want to play in a market at a certain size, which would be great for Bitcoin to continue to grow, need these sort of insurance policies, if you will, in order to get involved. So, um, are they potentially looking at regulating uh, future trading, futures trading on Bitcoin? Maybe. Is that a bad thing? I'm not convinced it is. What are your thoughts?
1: It's hard to tell. I just I have a hard time believing that the federal government can, you know. Re- regulate something so well, yeah. um, relative to like a private market or a private, uh, a business emerging to, to, you know, self-regulate the entire system itself. We're, well, we're seeing that yeah. well, we're not seeing it work too well in certain instances, but I think there, it'll be improving. I, I just, I, I have very little faith in federal government in terms of, of quality of regulation.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's be clear their Their track record is abysmal. Um, I just think that there's certain people that they won't, they won't even bother unless they have it.
1: Well, what do you think they'll do though with, with the regulation like what so if there's some kind of fraud when you go to um, add funds to a US-based exchange and convert them? And yeah they, that's well, really the
0: only thing they could do is monitor right, right. these companies and they could watch them and say uh, we think we think maybe you're doing money laundering for your clients I mean or I like I mean there's only so much they can do that it almost in the grand grand scheme of things might not matter. First of all, Bitcoin is not owned exclusively by the united states there are you know it is a worldwide currency and there are laws and and that could happen in any other country that will have zero impact on what happens in the u.s and transversely we can make rules here that won't impact how bitcoin is used in spain in the least and it just doesn't simply matter at all uh and i i, I wonder if so i wonder if maybe sometimes people get a little too fixated on this to begin with in the first place and I think the, so I think the worst worst case, either we get some legitimacy added or the U.S. is a little more irrelevant when it comes to the Bitcoin game.
1: Hopefully it is. Hopefully it's more relevant.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, we'll keep watching it. I, I don't know if it's responsible for the price fluctuations. I tend to think not. But because uh, I I think there's I think in the grand scheme, people look at it's kind of a good thing. Uh, I'll tell you one story, though, that we got a lot of emails on. (laughs) And I got a lot of personal emails. You know, friends. You ever have one of these things where you have friends that kind of know you know about a thing? Like, this happens with Linux sometimes with me. Like, hey, don't you you talk about Linux, right? And so then they'll send me an article, because, hey, this thing mentions Linux, and it'll be like something that like I knew about like, yeah.
1: three years ago. Yeah, you install packages on, on, on Ubuntu? There you yeah,
0: <laughs> go, man. It's like, hey, did you know, hey, look, Red Hat's splitting, and they're making this new distribution called Fedora. You should look into this. You might want to talk about it on your show. <laughs> Looking right? forward to version one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, eSports League, uh, major upset this week. They're huge gaming league online. And uh, e. ESEA they were busted for embedding a bitcoin miner in their drm software and uh this really really has been making the rounds L- a lot of people are talking about this a lot of people writing in and the story is a little ridiculous it's a little ridiculous and it kind of starts with this sort of nonchalant response where they say, "Oh yeah, you know, it looks like it slipped in, but we only did it for a couple of days. We made like two bitcoins. No big. Sorry, everybody. We'll comp you some, some you know, something or other." And then
1: it doesn't—it it doesn't seem like they did it on purpose to actually put that into production because they said like two two admins were working on, on integrating a client into it, but it seems like they said they kind of scrapped it. So I don't—it's it, yeah, hard to tell yeah, whether or not they say, "Well,
0: we were thinking about including it as an April Fool's joke, and then yeah, we decided great that was dope. a bad oh. idea." Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll, If there's an April Fool's Zook that gets me $3,700, bucks, i am
0: in. So it ends up, it ran for like what? Like uh, a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Uh, mined uh, almost 30 Bitcoin. And um, uh, people were having massive system lag issues because when you're slamming your GPU like that, Windows... Performs like a dog because the Arrow interface is GPU accelerated, mm-hmm. and uh, they were people are having blue screen issues because of course if you don't have just the right driver setup or if your you know, if your card's getting a little you know fail in the face it'll crash your machine. So people are having all kinds of problems. You got to figure maybe if you have a big enough user base, probably a few of them burnt out their fans.
1: Yeah, at least at least some, and, and I think they were saying that the the, the miner worked most when the system was at idle. So people are seeing, you know, their CP, their GPU temperatures and their fans going nuts. Yeah, when it's not doing anything, so uh, people and, look into the
0: code and stuff. You know, it was just discovered after all of these support tickets uh, because uh, somebody did a dump of their client, and uh, they said, "Wait, you know," then they discovered it, and then people just say this is way more shady than was originally thought. Yeah, that's, that's messed up. And then, and then they've come back and said, uh, Issa's response has been, well, we had this guy. He did it. He was sending it to his account. Look, we're going to make good. We're going to donate all of the funds to the uh, American Cancer Society. And we'll, we'll do a matching up to a you know doubling. So it's like almost going to be eight grand total is what they'll donate to the American Cancer Society. And they're going to comp everybody like 30 days service. Um but
1: oh, you know, they're giving everybody like a free one month pass of yeah, uh, premium yeah. membership or whatever yeah. it is, right?
0: Uh, but you know That's all right. I, this no. is a, it's messed
1: up, but like eh, that's a okay, you know, you know, sorry, here you go. <laughs> Move along.
0: I guess part of me is kind of surprised this is the first time this has happened. Because yeah, yeah, really. I have been in the position where I have been tempted to deploy a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> Because you know, I had this client, man, and they're like, they're 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 they they had super low, close to free power. Was practically there was a solar company, and <laughs> they ran their machines twenty four seven. And they all, and this is back when Bitcoin could be CPU mined at scale. Ooh! And they all just sat there, and it was a, it was a network of like three hundred plus boxes. And the and the it was me and another guy, and the other guy was into Bitcoin too. And he's like, you know. You just write up a little batch script, or a little—it was a little uh, <laughs> little uh, Joss login script. You know, you get these things to mine across the whole network. And I, I didn't do it, obviously, but it, it it did cross my mind. So when you have access like this, and you're in a position, and there's not the proper checks in place, and if you maybe have a little bit lower moral, moral standard,
1: you just can, drop your wallet address in there, and here you go.
0: I, this is—I think this, if anything, is going to be a bigger problem for the Litecoin.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Right, See, being CPU, I think it's harder than most people think to do this GPU-based mining, uh, you know, from a, from like this generic bot perspective because it, there's so many... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many variables that could... That's that what I was wondering
1: come. about, about how they actually deployed that, you know, like... how is it it targeted? How are the settings for the miner actually working? Like, is it completely default, or is it kind of dynamic relative to a certain subset of... There's a a Reddit
0: thread that kind of digs into some of that, and it kind of looks like some of it wasn't ideal, and that's why some people might have gotten more damaged components than other people. Uh, And, yeah, okay, so let's flip it around. Just, let's get crazy here for a second, Drew. What if, instead, they had turned it on, or what if, instead, they had shipped their client... Pretend like this is Steam or something. Crazy. This is never going to happen. But what if, what if Valve one day says, you know what, if you go into your Steam settings, there's a checkbox in there that says, mine Bitcoins when my system is idle. And you will automatically join the Steam pool, and you can mine coins. And this is, of course, and then maybe Valve is accepting Bitcoins on the freaking Steam store. You could see how, like...
1: Um, yeah, I'm starting to rub my chin. There yes.
0: is like in a perfect world where you have a company that's got the right kind of user base that has the right kind of product. There almost could be like this component where you could integrate in Bitcoin mining with your customer base. Like we've talked about setting up a Litecoin pool just for the Plan B uh, viewers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I see
1: what you're getting at. I mean, because you if you can if your system when idle can use enough resources to generate enough bitcoins to cover the cost of the service that you're you know using from this provider, then. That'd be kind of a cool way to use your system to kind of pay for it on its own. You kind of get some kind of, it's kind of free, right? Uh, to a degree. I mean, you're right. still I using mean, resources. Like but. I think
0: of like uh, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic gives me cartel coins every month that I can spend in their store because I, I, I have subscribed instead of do the free to play. It's, kind of, it, it, it's kind of equivalent to that, only it's real quote unquote money that you could then also spend in other places. Uh, I don't know. I don't or, know, droop, never going to happen. Crazy well, pipe dream, but I like uh, it. Maybe
1: maybe maybe companies like that, I mean, at least explicitly w- would would have a minor setup like that so that you actually pay for your service with your idle resources.
0: Right. And if they're making a percent because they're the pool op, then they're making money from that plus they're making money from spending that in their digital store so, there, mm-hmm. so there's money to be made on both ends of the deal plus it keeps people logged into Steam, it keeps you using Steam it keeps you part of the Steam community there's, I mean there's other elements to it as well but I just think it sounds pretty crazy so eSports, I mean these guys they, the ESA League just blew it I mean, they blew, the, sure. they blew yeah. the communication thing obviously the guy that ran the place wasn't really clear on what was going on or he was involved uh, uh, you know uh, they're trying to do a make good now but damage is done
1: yeah, that, that that's a huge reputation. I mean, because you have the potential to fry cards, and and the ga- these gamers I would expect are not running five year old GPUs. So that's some hardware that's that's getting wor- some work done.
0: Right, and the ones that are, you know, those are the ones that have the fans that are on their last legs, and so they they kind of end up actually in the worst condition.
1: Yeah, that would suck.
0: Another thing that's that's kind of hit a hit big this week. Uh, the partnership between CoinLab and uh-huh. Mt. Gox has fallen apart, and resulted in CoinLab suing Mt. Gox for seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now some are saying that the max amount they actually actually could possibly get is fifty or fifty-five million. Um, that's not. I just think this is. I think this is an interesting. This is an interesting sign that we could start seeing as Bitcoin starts to become a little more valuable, a little bit, a little more as we played several clips last week about VC folks that are getting interested in Bitcoin. As more business starts coming in, as more funding starts coming in, I mean, are we really going to be surprised if we start seeing more and more of this kind of stuff? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. So here's what it sounds like. And this is, this is really interesting. I think this is absolutely fascinating is CoinLab was essentially going to run the North America operations for Mt. Gox.
1: Yeah, they, they announced it in February, right?
0: Yes. And, and uh, you know, for whatever reason, Mt. Gox didn't deliver on their end of the deal, either because, it you know, they reconsidered the deal or because they were suffering torrential DDoS attacks and uh, trying to restructure their underlying trading engine at the same time. Um, who knows why they didn't come through on the deal, but it's resulted in this in this massive lawsuit that a lot of people are following now. A lot of the news outlets are following. So it's sort of becoming one of the more dominant Bitcoin stories in the Bitcoin narrative that the media, you know, likes to. Kind of run on there, everybody's kind of laughing a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, and and I read some of the actual the, the legal document itself, and they were talking about. Uh, so I guess I guess CoinLab was supposed to take over on March 22nd. Yeah, around then take over the providing of the services to U.S. customers. So that basically it seems like the their contract that they had drawn up was that Mt. Gox couldn't continue offering these services to to North American based um, you know consumers or customers. So when, as Mt. Gox continued to do that, then they breached the contract they had with CoinLab, and they wouldn't give CoinLab, I guess. That CoinLab says they didn't, we wouldn't give them any of the uh, YubiKey stuff, wouldn't give them any passwords, no access to the database, no, no access to their IT infrastructure to, to even begin doing anything. So,
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait until we start to move away from Mt. Gox more and more. Uh, there's a new uh, Bitcoin exchange that just launched here in the U.S. It's got some pretty compelling features, including, I guess, the, the ability to short Bitcoin. Oh, oh, yeah! A lot of people have been asking for that. Watch out! Watch out! Um, oh yeah,
1: that's the cool thing about no regulation is that people can choose to operate within exchanges that do or do not allow short selling. So there's some good and there's some bad with it.
0: Let's know. find out. Let's find out. Um, so that's you know what this really is, is. Is anybody surprised that Mount Cox didn't really deliver here on whatever the freaking deal was? Uh, I mean, they and 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 to be fair to them, they have been kind of. Uh, slam! But I don't understand why the lawsuit's getting... I mean, this made huge waves the, when it was announced. And now looking at it a few days later, when we sit down to record the show, I mean, this just seems like a lawsuit. There's thousands of lawsuits filed every day. Uh, looking at the complaint, it looks like CoinLab had an agreement with Mt. Gox. CoinLab probably paid a pretty significant sum of money, or maybe bitcoins, for that agreement. Uh, and now Co- CoinLab is just simply le- alleging that Mt. Gox just didn't deliver on their end of the agreement. This happens all of the time in business. Yeah, it's not a crisis. Uh, yeah. Is set- I don't
1: think Mount Gox is going to disappear as a result. Not going to happen.
0: No. No. I mean, they'll... they'll... So, uh, first of all, it, it's, it's a, because Mount Gox, I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I think because Mount Gox is out of Tokyo, it goes to federal court. Right. These things always result in settlement. Always. Always. It is almost completely guaranteed to end in, in some sort of settlement.
1: Right. So it'll be a whimper, you know, a few months or a couple of years down the road, I guess. I don't really. It, it,
0: I, I wonder what it says about the state of Mount Gox, too, because it, it they were literally going to hand over the Yubikeys of their North American uh, customers <laughs> and like everything. Everything was going to CoinLab, not Coinbase. Don't get this confused with Coinbase. A lot of people are doing that CoinLab. They were going to give all North American operations over there and say, all right, we'll just focus on the rest of the world, I guess. Yeah. That what does that say about the state of Mount Gox though? Does that say that they are so desperate to offload either for regulatory reasons or because of traffic load or whatever? Are they so desperate that they're willing to sign away like this massive deal?
1: That's true. They they are giving a ton of, you know, potential dollars away, but it, it might be a trade-off for, like, customer satisfaction with, like, you know, the ways the, the in time for getting your cash over there. And some people were complaining about, you know, they, you try to send your money through your bank to them, but it's says yeah, the account's I suspended. mean, there's, there's those the-
0: problems, and, and they, they are not getting resolved fast enough. But at the end of the day, Mt. Gox is the Bitcoin exchange powerhouse. They have the brand. They have the traffic. They have the millions of dollars coming in every single day. I'm not disparaging CoinLab but when it when you put the two head to head, it seems like to me Mount Gox would be in the position of dominance and in the su- significant strategic position. However, looking at the contract, uh, it looks like they caved completely to CoinLab and CoinLab just got everything.
1: Yeah, if I mean if this lawsuit is legit in terms of the, of Mount Gox completely breaching the agreement, then it's like, well, I think what you're getting at is like, why is you know like why would Mount Gox, with the powerhouse that they are, would would offload some of their you know, Unless they're their, desperate. I think yeah. maybe they're desperate. Something might be going on in the background where yeah. they're, they're, you know, they can't keep up, I guess, is what is being implied.
0: And, you know, uh, sideways saying is so maybe there's some sort of cost we don't know about. Maybe they're unable to establish the necessary banking relationships here in the U.S. that they need. Um, right, yeah,
1: because there's know. some legal issues. I mean, at least with having an exchange based in the United States, it gives a little bit more legal.
0: Trade Hill's so. back up and running, uh, and wow. this this you know um, Kraken is this new uh, Bitcoin exchange that uh, has a great UI. I signed up as a beta tester on the Kraken exchange. <laughs> they say they're going to be working on getting uh, good, you know, simple, straightforward funding. We'll see what happens. But uh, the money, the, the the license is is unbelievable to to be a exchange like that. Yeah, America. it really is. Uh All right. Uh, I, I, w- a couple of interesting things happened this week, and I think they kind of touch on the overall large picture state of health of the Bitcoin economy. I say this as there's this massive sell off going on right now in Clark Moody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, like,
1: oh, there it goes. No. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like, hey, you know, Bitcoin's doing great, although it's tanking right now. <laughs> well, um, we are live.
1: Yeah, that's- so there
0: you go. So, a couple of things. Number one is um, 1 billion Bitcoin. 1 billion in Bitcoin was traded in April, which makes that 16 times the previous record. Uh, Here's the quote. In April, 1 billion worth of Bitcoins was traded across all exchanges. According to an aside, in the complaint, which was filed via CoinLab. So, this came out via the CoinLab complaint. Uh, uh, Just a month prior, 60 million in Bitcoin was traded. Estimates uh, Jerry Liu, the managing director of Lightspeed Venture, Part- Venture Partners. So, uh, so what, the month previous, sixty million. The month after that, one billion. Now, this is interesting, and we have links to that information in the show notes. This is interesting because also uh, this week, Coinbase, not CoinLab, Coinbase <laughs> came out. They're the ones that are trying to make it easy to go buy Bitcoin, but they always have that twenty-four hour rolling l- window that right. shuts you down. Uh, Coinbase says they're now processing 15 million dollars per month in Bitcoin buys and sells. Back in February, they announced a million worth of Bitcoin yeah, buys and sells. we're seeing a ton of activity. Ton of activity. Three months later, they're now doing 15 million USD per month in Bitcoin buys and sells. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I had a coin. I had, uh, I had. A, hey, we're back up. <laughs> yeah, Mount Gox went down. <laughs> oh, Gox. Uh, anyways, uh, so uh, they said. Uh, um, I think they also mentioned something about one hundred fifteen thousand active wallet accounts. One hundred fifteen thousand wallet That's users. That's a pretty good number. Not bad. Not bad. 15 million is a great number too and it, and it shows an increased growth in the interest of Bitcoin. And I think that's regardless of Mt. Cox's uh, lawsuit drama or whatever, those are some of the key numbers that continue to improve. The other key number that's really blown up this week is the Bitcoin client downloads. Huge surge in China. 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 Did you did you, did you see that China got like I I did, I guess China's state ran yeah, Media did a bunch of pieces on Bitcoin. Yeah,
1: it seems like uh, I didn't see it or whatever. I don't even know if well, it's if like he, reported or posted anywhere or whatever. Yeah, but, it's,
0: yeah, it's out there, but it's it's in Chinese.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, don't. Try, nobody translates for a little Bitcoin donation error. And they, but, I think uh, they, no. they
0: pronounce Bitcoin BB or Bitcoin, Bitcoin or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh but not uh, in so the they last, had like what they had a
1: huge number of downloads in the like in the last like week or two over there. Number
0: right? one country now. Number one country downloading the Bitcoin client is China, uh,
1: and, and the the thing with the the documentary was apparently so people were, people on the Reddit's in the Reddit's they were saying you know that uh, that nothing is an accident that occurs on the state sponsored of course the state sponsored uh, television stuff that they have going yeah, on there yeah. and it's pretty favorable so I mean
0: yeah
1: there's a lot of you know there's a, some con- conspiracy bacon being fried here and there about uh, other countries using Bitcoin as Maybe like a scapegoat to be able to get the get the world to get off the dollar as a reserve currency for trade.
0: Interesting, so. interesting. Yeah, uh, and you know there are. Uh, I just watched an interview. I didn't clip it, but I just watched an interview with a and uh, with a security expert who said that uh, the Bitcoin code is almost alien to him. It's so well done and so secure, um, and yeah, that he's cool. never seen anything like it. And so then it does sort of make you wonder: Was Satoshi more than one man? And was that man, an organization. So 51,000 downloads from China in just the last seven days, which is pretty amazing. Uh, num- number two is the United States, then followed by the United Kingdom. Germany comes in at four. Canada comes in at five. Then Russia at six, which, uh, you know, you hear so much about Russia. Um, I-, I thought they would have been higher in the list. but Yeah, to, really. These are, and by the way, these are Bitcoin client downloads, the Bitcoin QT client. These aren't uh, Electrum or, you know, any of, the, any of the actual like uh, GPU mining softwares. But the state, the state media was quite positive, and you're right. I mean, it, Bitcoin on there, does that mean Bitcoin's blessed by state-run media? I don't think it means that. I think what it just means is they didn't shut it down. They allowed it to happen. Right, right. Um, because it seems like Bitcoin would be a threat to control that they would want, but I don't know maybe it, it
1: seems like it but i mean at the same time they want to get out of the dollar yeah. i mean they're at least doing that to some degree in other countries as well yeah they so. have a
0: lot of agreements direct agreements set up with other countries to uh, work outside the dollar already so yeah i mean i see where you're going with that people that are would,
1: moving toward it i yeah. think it's going to be a bigger trend and it's it's a good way for so get your conspiracy bacon grill ready okay. um, supposedly um, both iraq and uh, libya had, just with, within one to two years prior to them being invaded theoretically we were we're um, seriously contemplating um, not using dollars to sell any of their goods.
0: Wow, you are really going on full-on conspiracy <laughs> bacon on me right now. Yeah, <laughs> they, I had were, to warn you. they were talking so, I mean, about uh, switching to uh, taking transactions in gold to sell their oil. They exactly, nationalized yeah, nationalize so. their oil, and then we're talking about, yeah, yeah, that's a thing.
1: <laughs> that, so, I mean, that that, that, that's, that might lend some credence to the reason that China is not, you know, trying to, you know, outright supplant the dollar as a reserve currency, but to introduce... You know, go hey look look at Bitcoin, look what it can do, look what it can do over here. I think look at all this good know, stuff. I think there's an interesting. We did do it. There's
0: an interesting theory, but the, the, uh, and we're we're kind of getting off the beaten path here. But China doesn't really benefit a ton by the dollar not being able to buy stuff because that's kind of how China makes a lot of money right now is by us using our dollars to buy stuff. And don't forget, one of the largest holders in U.S. debt is China. So if our dollar all of a sudden becomes a lot more uh if our if our dollar gets greatly devalued we're gonna have a lot harder time paying back that debt so it's not really great for them either way right i don't know though it is interesting to watch
1: but they, gotta and, point, right? the question, but they gotta get out of at some point right they're still buying bonds they gotta get out at some point because it's not like we're gonna reverse a trend here
0: and let's be clear i mean there's obviously a huge huge impact bitcoin could have in china and you've got to wonder if are we seeing a blip or are we seeing the beginning of a trend and they could stomp us in terms of computing power if they really got behind <laughs> it. So,
1: Trillions of miners.
0: <laughs> if all of a sudden Butterfly Labs gets an order in for 3 million uh, ASICs, uh, then we might know where that's going. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're building a They chip in any out.
0: Yeah, you know, I wonder they'd probably just come up with cheaper knockoffs, actually. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? So Pretty
1: Easy to do, right? There's like no labeling on it. Well, I haven't really seen them.
0: And we got an email from that missionary who's over there in China, and he's using Bitcoins to kind of you know, work around the system. True. True. So, all right. I want to talk about cashmere Hill. Sounds like I'm discussed, like sound, that sounds like maybe a new, a new, ex- new high end exchange. Doesn't it? Cashmere Hill. Yeah,
1: actually, that's a pretty good... Uh, somebody might have to do that. Get your domains ready.
0: <laughs> Cashmere, Go to GoDaddy.com. Yeah. She was actually going to be our guest this week, but she is exhausted from living a week on Bitcoin, and so we rescheduled to let her recoup so that way she's got energy when she comes on the show. Uh, so we'll probably have her on next week, but Cashmere today just wrapped up a week on Bitcoin in real life, and she set herself some rules. And she said, I can only do things and I can only buy things that I pay for directly in Bitcoin. I meant like not using uh, Bitcoin for bill type proxy services in some cases. uh, She had to move out of her apartment, all these kinds of things. She did a seven piece um, series. And uh, actually, day seven hasn't been posted just yet as we record. But uh, day five or one through six are up. I read them all. Drew, anything that immediately jumps out at you about this adventure that she went on?
1: Uh, it was harder for her than I expected, as especially because she was in San Francisco. So this is a very dense area, and at least some, you know, some, uh, some technology people, I would think there. But uh, she had a hard time, man. That sounds painful. She had to get out of her apartment.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she definitely had a hard time when it came to getting food, and and transportation was pretty much a no go. Yeah. She, yeah. she ended up having to get a bike. Um, I though, I, I you know, I would say it would. If you came to me and said, Chris, I want you to live off the internet for a week using Bitcoin, I think that's a challenge I could take, right? Right, right. Um and, and and to be realistic, like if I was actually going to survive off Bitcoin, I would pre-purchase things in bulk. I would plan things out like my rent situation, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, like if I was actually going to do it. so are going to make it real, yeah. Right. She kind of just took a slice in time, a snapshot in time and said, boom, today I'm converting exactly, to Bitcoin. Exactly, exactly. And... So when I look at it in that context, she actually got further than I think she would have gotten if she was trying to use gold. And she got further than I think she would have gotten if she was trying to use just straight-up PayPal. Not debit card PayPal, but just like, hey, do you take PayPal? Oh, you're a cab driver. You don't take PayPal? Oh. I mean, I don't think she would have gotten too much further with PayPal. I don't think she would have gotten any further with gold. So um, that in that regard, it actually turned out a little bit better than, than I thought because she kind of had the observer effect where people that were reading her work <laughs> – decided to take Bitcoin. So, like, there was a little grocery store area that's like, hey, you know what? We're an artist in grocery shop. We'll start taking Bitcoin.
1: That's where she got most of her food.
0: What I want to talk to her about is she kind of just was really um, embraced by the Bitcoin community. Like, uh, she she went around and she she chatted with the Coinbase C- CEO. Uh, she went to the Internet Archive, you know, where people are getting paid in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And she posted a picture of their... Um, they have a Bitcoin ATM there, only it's a... It's just a money box on the honor system, so you oh, yeah. you put in cash and then and then you tell the computer how much cash you put in, and then it just gives you a QR code and you scan it, and they give you Bitcoin. So it's like, you know, <laughs> but she, so that was kind of neat to see that. And uh, she talked with a lot of different people who are really involved with Bitcoin. I was I I thought it was really impressive. And at the end of it all, uh, she'd gotten tipped about ten eleven Bitcoins.
1: Oh yeah, she started with what four, right?
0: Yeah, like she four? bought four from Coinbase.
1: She used like 3 of it and then she ends up with 10 so.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh she uh you know on on her in her last day uh she talks about how she had to move out on the last day that's posted right now. She talked about how she had to move out because her landlord said no I'm not going to take bitcoin. What are you crazy get out of here? <laughs> what is and, this? And she was hoping the landlord would cuz the landlords in Brazil. Well, her landlord said no and then
1: she sent her money. I think that's yeah. what yeah, I read. She, did. she yeah, says she no did. I'm not going to take what what is this? No. Yeah. Send me it over PayPal and she sends it over uh, like a uh, Coinbase I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, but she talks about like she wanted to spend some of this tip money, so she tried to work off just the money that she started with the four bitcoins. Right, and of course the the, the price is fluctuating all week. You know, like the, if she would have done thirty the week, bucks the, yeah. the whole time she was doing it. Right? Yeah, if she would have done it the week previous, it like the the the, the, oh, the, the price oh, didn't move. It yeah. just didn't move. Uh, so she bought, and then of course it drops below what she bought at by the time she's halfway into this, right? Because she's bought like at one forty, and it's down to one ten by the time she's halfway into this. Uh, but she talks about how she went and used the tip money and they did a like uh, yeah, you know, hey, does anybody want to kind of meet up? Maybe a couple of people might show up. Maybe a couple of people might want to come join us at, at a meetup and talk about Bitcoin. And I found this place that takes Bitcoin and I'll use my tip money. And uh so they were tweeting pictures from the meetup. She had like a packed house. A whole bunch of people came sure. out, the community came out, people were contacting her, you know, uh trying to make things work for her, trying to get her in touch with people who were doing Bitcoin for services and things like that. I I was really impressed with the way the community kind of came out of the woodworks to try to make this work for her. Right. They're Um, they're
1: really very earnest about it. The community was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll talk to her a little bit more next week. I'm kind of curious to see what she gets um, from some perspective and I want to see, you know, because by 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 Friday, she'll have had some time to think about it, true, true, and see if she's going to relive it. I want to see if she's willing, if she's up for doing it again in a year, because that, that'd
1: be that'd be a good meter, actually, wouldn't it? Like yeah. a good because you got multiple data points across time. Here, here's the very very beginning. She couldn't really buy anything. You know, right. a year later, maybe some more. A year later, maybe some more.
0: Right. I mean, because if you look at the trajectory that it adoption's at, if you compare it to other payment systems like Square and um, I mean, Square is doing amazing. But if I, you look yeah. at if you look at a lot of different systems out there, Bitcoin's, you know, I mean, it's doing pretty good for how early it is. I mean, BitPay really has only been around for so long and BitPay is enabling a lot of this and Coinbase is as well. and yeah, Both right. of them are less than a year old. Um, so, it, you know, in a year she might, especially in, in San Francisco, she might have a completely different situation.
1: Right, she's in a good spot for it, at least in the year-to-year thing. I mean, even for bitcoins at all, she's in a pretty good place, I would think.
0: Yeah, uh, I've, I found it. I found it to be a good read. So we have a link to Kashmir's uh, page on Forbes, where she has all of their all of her stuff is posted. But you can get to her, to her series specifically, right there, and uh, we'll uh, follow up with her next week. But uh, Mr. Chase, that wraps. Or why am I doing that today? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's just uh—it's all the conspiracy bacon. It's All the we've conspiracy bacon, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about mining. Now, this is, this is this is a topic that people have really wanted us to dig into. It. I have been a little nervous because I don't, I don't know if I'm going to sit here and be the you. Should, everybody should go mine, guy. I, I think I might be the the, the voice of. Uh, of don't mine. I might. I might be. I might not be the popular voice in this episode. Jeez. All right. Yeah, I know. I know. But T- tell me about how I shouldn't mine. Well, no. Let's start. Let's. <laughs> we got. Well, there's a lot of areas to begin. Um. I. I think there's. You know, there's there's a there's a discussion we need to have between mining for Bitcoin and mining for Litecoin, and there's a discussion we need to have on how to figure out if it's worth doing and all of that stuff. Drew, do you have any? Uh, do you have any gut feeling on where we should start? Um.
1: No. <laughs> All right. Tell me about your hard work, Chris.
0: Well, what let's, you got? Let's start with let's start with that. I want to. So I'll capture what I'm doing right now, Drew. Maybe you can capture what you're doing right now. Then we've got some questions preloaded that we'll answer, and then we'll give you guys some resources. Uh, so I have not this exact board that I'm linking in the show notes, but it's a it's a Zotac Atom board, and this is kind of what I ended up going with when I built several, of course, now it's not following up for me, but when I wanted to build several um, mining machines, I I, I eventually had six Bitcoin mining machines. I decided to go with low-powered Atom boards that had PCI Express slots, and these things were on Wi-Fi in some cases. They came with the Wi-Fi antenna. They came with an Atom chip on there. You just stick a little bit of RAM on there, the cheapest RAM you can find, and then you put the video card in the PCI Express slot, and I didn't even put them in a case, I just put them on the shelf and then I just let them run. So I've got a link to one of these in the show notes. It, mine was about 150 bucks for the board, but I figured it included, you know, all the network I/O. It includes a Atom CPU. I ran uh, a, a Ubuntu Linux on there, so I didn't have to worry about a Windows OS. And that was my that was my Bitcoin mining setup. And then I kind of transitioned to Litecoin, and right now I'm mining Litecoin under Windows Seven. And I just have several PCs around the house that uh, have Radeon. Six thousand or five thousand cards in them, and I use the Reaper, and I use uh, I just use that to mine on those right now. And, so, and I'm uh, and I'm in the uh, L- uh, uh, Burnside LTC pool for my uh, for my. And, and you were
1: talking pool. about before how you may stop mining once the temperatures heat up.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of getting to that point right now. Actually, hey. you know, it's uh, I don't know. I'll just keep watching the cards because you always have to kind of keep in mind your ambient temperature. Right, and um, I think. I think this summer, Bitcoin mining is going to take a huge leap in difficulty because of the ASICs, and I think Litecoin mining is going to take a huge leap in difficulty because of the GPUs switching from Bitcoin to Litecoin.
1: Yep, agreed.
0: And so, if those difficulty rates reduce my profitability and the heat is going up at the same time, I'm likely just to back off.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how much how many GPUs actually go to Litecoin because I mean. If that many jump in, then then the profitability, especially given the current price of Litecoin and where it's you know where it's been in the last couple months, there's not much there unless you got a huge upside. But the thing is, you don't know about the upside at all. Like, where the heck is that going to go?
0: Yeah, I think I um I want to I want to snap back because I one of the things I've gotten from our audience when they write in is a kind of a misunderstanding about the state of mining, and I think part of that is because Bitcoin mining and now Litecoin mining. Have started on a trajectory that was originally very approachable, just by having a decent CPU, and have now landed at a spot where minimum entry is really a GPU that can produce a certain amount of of hashes. Right. Um, and when you when you look at it, I think there's a lot of like old info out there potentially that people are finding because we're getting emails from people who are, um, you know, just like uh. They're uh, they're they're running them on. I mean, we ha- we'll get to some of the voicemails here. They're running them on everything that you could think of, and they're just kind of wasting power. Really, they're not getting anywhere. Right. So, mining has transitioned to a much more complicated, much more professional type setup now, where you really kind of have to have some serious hardware investment, like. It's gotten to the point where people who are making a lot of money with Bitcoin are renting out warehouses. They're setting up cooling systems and they're putting in racks and racks of systems. So you really need to understand that when you're going up to mine, that's what you're really kind of going up against. They are your competition in a sense. Right. All right. So you got to look at it that way. However, here's my philosophy: is like, uh, Drew, if if you know if there is a bunch of people up upstream from us that have uh, that are mining for gold and they're getting big old nuggets of gold, right?
1: We're getting the flakes downstream. Yeah, exactly. The we're tiny getting, little flakes.
0: We're getting the flakes and and if you're okay with grabbing the flakes and that's really all you need, like that's where I think these, I love the idea of what Butterfly Labs is trying to do where these external USB devices and maybe every three months I buy one of those and I plug it in and I incrementally increase my hash rate so that way I can just keep, picking up the slivers that come downstream. And if I can if I can rack up every few months a few bitcoins, then that's great. Fantastic. If we're talking 30 watts of power to do it whatever, that's awesome. But you got to you got to sort of adjust your expectations when it comes to that because now there are systems like like these Avalon ASIC boxes that are, you know, people are people are spending Six, seven, eight thousand dollars on on eBay. They're spending even more money for these things, and and these things are bringing sixty-five giga hashes into online. And so when you're when you're when you're getting forty kilo hashes off your CPU or three (laughs) hundred mega hashes off your ATI card, you got to understand the people who are when these sixty-five giga hash systems come online, or five giga hash systems, or thirty giga hash Butterfly Lab systems come online. They're going to be making all the money, and you're going to get you're going to get slivers at best, right? I mean, you agree with that, Drew?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the 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 average Joe is getting completely outclassed in terms of mining capacity, especially with Bitcoin. I mean, there's really, really can barely you you might be able to hold on if you have some really good hardware with Bitcoin, but your time is running out, especially with that. So there's no ASICs for for uh, S-Crypt on on Litecoin right now. So right, right. You might see something there. But, you know.
0: And I think that's that's sort of why we've talked about Litecoin a lot more is because we see, you know, so here's the criticism there as well. Then that's just people who missed the, the original, the you know, people who missed the original window for Bitcoin now, uh, they're they're sore, they missed it, so they're switching to Litecoin because they're hoping to pump that up to make money on there. And maybe that is what's going on or, you know, or maybe there's going to be a demand for that secondary digital cryptocurrency. And so, you know, maybe yeah. it's it's hard to say at this point but we got a couple of we got a couple of questions um why don't we uh uh why don't we start with uh, this question cuz it kind of gets into Litecoin mining and it came from Nexus in the chat room hello Nexus in the chat room so uh, are you a bitcoin or litecoin miner i am trying to be a lite um litecoin miner my, yeah
2: uh i have a an ubuntu 12.04 uh, system set up uh, for my DVR that I decided, you know what, it's running 24-7. I might as well have it doing something while I'm not at home also.
0: hmm hmm
2: So I found...
0: What kind of video card is
2: in there? Uh, I believe it is the uh, just a regular Intel uh, uh, video card. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I, I haven't really looked into what type of video card All right. it is. Okay, okay. Uh, but I found online tutorial how to uh, compile and set up the uh, the Litecoin D process and that's running and it seems like it's running just fine and also a the minor D uh, process and that appears to be running fine too okay it's just that it, after it running for a week or two it's just... I checked the process of uh, Litecoin-D, and it says that I still have nothing. I just think that's kind of odd.
0: And, and you've seen, like, you have system utilization, you know, you're, 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 I guess you're mining on your CPU? Yes. Um, you know, I've never actually, I've never actually Litecoin mined, mined on a CPU, so I don't know if, uh, I don't, you, it could just be that maybe the difficulty rate has gotten to the point where that's all you get for a return on CPU mining. Drew, do you think that's possible? Well, depending
1: on depending on the pool that you're using, the payout is gonna or the payout methodology is gonna vary. But um, for which which pool are you using?
2: Uh, I don't believe I'm actually in a pool. I Ooh, have it okay. set up oh, okay. where it's pointing to itself. I so, gotcha. So, so the,
1: you're basically you're 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 working alone on a lottery where there are. Trillions of other people that are working on the same lottery, probably not trillions, and and (laughs) pooling. No, no, no. I mean, like uh, you know, in in terms of possibilities of of uh, of the hashes that you output. So not not actual individuals, but I mean, pretty much the only possibility that you are to to get any kind of returns is to join a pool and point your miner towards a pool, so you can at least do a little bit of easy work, do a couple hashes here and there, and they'll give you a a tiny little payoff. Yeah, yeah. You're
0: you're either going to get a whole, you're going to get a whole block, and you're going to have a whole bunch at once, or you're not going to have any. Okay, yeah. I mean, but but the, so but that can be good, right? Because then that means when you do get something, it's all yours. But if you join a pool, you get a little bit more consistent. But you know, you might. We, well, in in the show notes, we're going to have links where you can put in your power usage, and uh, there's a couple of really nice, like a kilowatt meters, you can get to monitor your power usage, and you can you can see. You might actually find that you're uh, when you're not if you're not mining with with something that's putting out the high enough hash rate, you might actually not be you might not you might be losing money okay
2: yeah because everything i saw online it just really doesn't explain all of what what y'all just said right now
0: yeah yeah it is it's all kind of piecemeal you got to kind of put it together and it's easy to miss bits so i'm glad you called yeah. in all right man. well good uh, luck and I keep us posted it. let us know how it goes
2: all right thank you very much Chris. yeah you
0: bet enjoy the show okay. Bye. you know i never really thought we should you know, disclaim that at this point, you probably also want to join a pool if you're just kind of doing this casually because then you sort of have a consistent path, which was sort of his confusion, which didn't even cross my mind that that was his initial problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> I probably at this point, I just don't know if I would bother uh, without being part of a pool. Oh, definitely not. And that that's, that goes that goes to uh, a question we got later on we'll, we'll uh, cover. But I so that that is my setup i'm I'm also a member of a pool and drew you're a me- you're a member of a pool and we have a link in here that gives you uh <clears throat> the uh, list of pools and their average hash rate and things like that so you can kind of use that to dial into which pool you want Also something you should take a look at before you get too far and Bitcoin x has a really cool profit calculator. And then it, it, you can. You, there's a simpler one we have linked in the show notes where you just say, "Here's my mega hash rate and et cetera, And here's the difficulty, but Bitcoin X has this difficult. They automatically fill in the difficulty rate, which is great. And then you say uh, uh, it automatically fills in um, what what a, what per block reward would be, and what the current conversion rate is, and what your hash rate is. So I'll say my say my hash rate is. Uh, twelve hundred mega hashes, right? Or I'll say four it's about fourteen hundred. So it's fourteen hundred mega hashes. I okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, my actual electricity use is about uh electricity rate is about uh twelve uh kilowatt hours, I think is what that uh, rating is. You can put in your power you draw. So if you you know, if you have a higher built power rate you put that in there. Um, How many watts you're going to draw? I think a hundred's a little generous. Let's put that up to maybe uh three hundred and eighty. <laughs> <laughs> just bump I got up a few of them okay, bit. I got a few <laughs> of them going all right I'm not saying this is the leanest operation um and then you you calculate and then when you're done, I can see that uh i'm going my net profit is going to be negative one thousand nine hundred dollars. <laughs> 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 Don't do it is what it's telling me. Don't do it, you moron. Uh, is what it's telling me. But anyways, you you can go in here and you can you can there's a oh, we'll link to a couple different calculators. You give it your numbers and you can see if it's even worth your time. Something to remember is this does cost money. You could use this same money to buy on an exchange. So yeah. and, you know, I mean, if you think about well, the money you're spending on a video card, the money you're spending on the power consumption, you don't have to buy whole bitcoins. You could go buy, you know, little little bitty little bitty bitcoins and. And, and save and then, you know, maybe just the overall trend of that increasing in value would be a greater return in profit than futilely mining.
1: Right. And, and I mean, so the people who mined in the beginning, I mean, that one guy bought a pizza with 10,000 Bitcoins, right? Right. So, I mean, we're still we're, we're looking at these things in terms of the current price now. I mean, it, it, do we think Bitcoin is going to disappear in 10 years? Maybe, maybe not. If it doesn't, I would think that these tiny bits of coins right now that appear not to generate you any wealth could be a possibility of re- getting some kind of returns in the future. Who knows how long? Who knows if that'll happen? But we have to take the future into account with that because, you know, that guy with 10,000 bitcoins, huh, I would yeah, not like to be yeah, him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think the price is going to continue to go up, you know, or could, if you have it, the faith, to yeah. All right. Why don't we take a question from Nick?
4: Uh, Nicaros, so yeah.
0: Well, well hello, okay. Nicaros. So, uh, how, 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 how can we help you on the uh, Plan B show today?
4: Oh, um, I'm actually I'm actually just calling in to chat about my setups and stuff like that, and I guess general questions
0: and things like that. Excellent. We've we been hoping to hear about a few people's setups. Tell us what you got.
4: Well, right now I was uh, I looked into the Bitcoin mining and the native QT client or whatever that you just get from the website there doesn't actually have an option to mine anymore. So right. that immediately turned me away. I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. So I went <laughs> and grabbed the Litecoin uh, QT, and that one did have a mining option. And I managed to get it going like uh, the last caller did. And again, I got nothing after like a day of, of it mining. But that's obviously because I wasn't in a pool. So mm-hmm. I learned that you know I was going to need to learn a lot more. I watched a lot more Plan B. <laughs> and uh, then I heard your... Episodes about ASICs, so now me and a friend of mine are looking to get one of those. Oh, which one? Uh, well, I was—I'm really trying to get something that's going to be good price for me. I'm a student; mm-hmm. I don't have that much money to blow. Mm-hmm. But uh, we were looking at the Butterfly Labs one, and I was just looking at the the two seventy four one because I can spare three hundred bucks on a miner that'll probably turn profit.
0: Right, right. Yeah,
4: so that's the one I'm looking at right now.
0: Now, uh, you know, they haven't—they've uh, shipped very limited quantities at this point. So are you kind of thinking you're going to wait and see if they start? You know, putting enough units out the door, or are you going to throw down now and get a pre order in?
4: I'll probably throw down now because I mean, I have up to 45 days if I go through PayPal to whine and complain. (laughs) So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. And especially, I think Visa go even farther than that. So if I put it on credit card and I say, hey, you know, it's been six months, but these guys never pulled through, Visa will probably go, all right, whatever. And, you know, if not, it's still something that I'm willing to, uh, to bet on. And right now, I'm trying to hack into this wallet. My friend had a wallet zipped up in a RAR with a very – I saw that in
1: chat. Go ahead. Sorry.
4: So it's making a mess uh, right now all over my computer. I have like a bunch of crackers open on all my CPUs that I can afford. So he forgot the password to his RAR? Yeah, so that we can get in because he has five bitcoins in the wallet. And you can Mm -hmm. buy the Butterfly Lab stuff with bitcoins. So I want to buy the second one up.
0: Maybe sub- uh, maybe you could go. You know, there's a the subreddit has a uh, jobs board where you can go there and you could say, "I'll pay somebody one of the bitcoins if they can recover." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <four>. like,
4: <laughs> likely they're going to have the wallet and then just take all. Of well, that
0: is <laughs> the problem, isn't it? Yeah, you're asking yeah. them to pay you four.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Please, a hmm. scheme to do something like that. I that's definitely the idea. You know but this yeah, this walking cycles.
0: This particular problem that you run into is actually kind of a big deal because it could be like you know data loss of a drive dies or somebody formats their machine to reload, and they forget to back up the wallet, and I want to remind folks that one of the nice things about the Electrum wallet is that it does a key seed, and you can re-seed your wallet from this master key. Now, there's a vulnerability there, potentially, if you don't have a good key seed, but you yeah. know, for your friend, in this circumstance, you just re-download Electrum and uh, plug in that seed. And then we'd have our miner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: So, unfortunately, not that easy, but he right. has a couple yeah. ideas of what the passwords are, so... I'm a programmer. I'm I'm setting up a bunch of different regular expressions based on what he's given me, and hoping that I'm going to get through. It's been two days now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, actually calculated how long it's going to take to brute force it, even given how much I know about the password, and it it's somewhere in the vicinity of the life of the universe. So I'm not exactly uh, holding out hope.
1: Yeah. Are you are you hitting it with the GPU or CPU?
4: Um, I actually have it going on both. I think I think it's kind of. Like, the, the program I'm using is is spread across both, so it, it'll depend on what the uh, it chooses for me, basically. Okay, and good. so i got it running on two CPUs right now, but I'm almost dead certain that it's spreading it across the GP as well.
0: Right on. Well, man, anything else you want to touch on before we let you go?
4: Um, How, how do you find pools? That's, that's, that's I guess, the best question, because I'm yeah. probably going to get these miners, like this ASIC miner, at ASAP, and if not, I'll probably just be throwing... Like, once I give up on cracking this RAR, I'll be putting the computer back to mining... Are, is there any good place to find
0: pools? That's or? a good question. What's your strategy, Drew?
1: Um, I got a link in in, uh, in one of my Google Docs here, but we have a pretty much a, a, a complete list, as far as I know, of a bunch of different Litecoin pools. They list the, um, the hash rate that the entire pool has, the reward type, the fees that are associated with it when it was launched, a bunch of stuff here. So I guess we yeah. can link to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, you know, that's how I've always done it uh, is – Via wiki pages where they'll list out a bunch of ones, um, you know, Bitcoin Talk. The forum has a, a mining subform where they discuss the different pools, and uh, that's a good resource too to get like people's reactions there.
4: Yeah, I was thinking of making an account
0: there. Yeah, that's 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 probably a good spot to get started because if you're going to have questions, there's there's a whole community of mining uh, folks there. I've always just kind of gone by I've I've looked for so a couple of things that I look for is a good hash rate overall, a good UI, and a payout system that makes sense. I I even prefer like an automatic payout if possible, Um, so Mm -hmm. that way if you know, because I've been burned where I've left my coins somewhere for too long and then they were compromised and you know I risk losing the coins. I just don't want to live through that kind of stuff.
1: And uh, WeMind LTC just came out with uh, two factor authentication with uh, Google uh, Authenticator as well. Oh, so.
0: Nice. So, uh, Nick, are you going to go uh, Litecoin or Bitcoin when you fire things back up?
4: Well, uh, the computer will be Litecoin because I see it actually turning profit, um, where Bitcoin probably will be a bit harder. And then the if A6, I get the ASIC, yeah. it's pretty much stuck on Bitcoin. Right.
0: Yep. 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 Until new ASICs are built for uh, Litecoin, if that ever happens.
4: Yeah, I'm just hoping that they don't build an ASIC like tomorrow as soon as I order mine that ends up doing both. <laughs> That's oh. all I'm
0: hoping. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't I yeah, think they probably having separate, separate the, uh, physical needs. I think S Script also makes it particularly challenging for that type of setup, too. But um, yeah. we'll see. All right, man. All well, cool. thanks for calling in. Electrum.org, I think we'll have a link to the Electrum. Uh, yeah, it is Electrum.org if you want that Bit, uh, Bitcoin client. I've talked about it in the Linux Action Show too uh yeah so um <clears throat> you know drew something i wanted mm-hmm. to touch on that uh, we didn't i don't know if we totally focused on is there are a few different resources out there that let you calculate the profitability of bitcoin versus litecoin right and you talked about uh, who did you say has one
1: uh burnside does
0: oh yeah my my uh that's right yeah my, your favorite uh, man. yes there it is yeah and you can go in there and that's who i actually pull with right now you can go in there and uh plug in like your different stats let me find it here yeah, here we go. LTC mining calculator, and it'll tell you kind of estimations on what you might make Bitcoin wise or what you might make Litecoin. So, again, I'll put in. So I'll put in fourteen hundred kilohashes, right? Because what's up? That's right. Sure. Uh, Fifty watts. I don't know why they put that so low. That seems extremely generous. I know, right? Three hundred and eighty. <laughs> Especially for you, Mr. High Roller. 12 kilowatt hour, though, that sounds right. All right, so now I'm going to say calculate, and then boom, it populates the fields with what I could uh, could maybe likely suspect if all things being equal, you had a low stale rate and all that kind of stuff. My per day profit would be about 0.1 Bitcoin or about 3.5 Litecoins. So you could see how if Litecoins go up in price, now is a really great time to be there. Now, I'm not necessarily... I'm not necessarily saying that's what you should do, but I think that's kind of why we have sort of refocused our mining efforts on Litecoin. Drew, you agree? Yes, I do. There you go. Okay. All right. We have, a, we have another email. or No, uh, this one was a voicemail. Sorry. Hi, guys. It's Tim here from New Jersey. Thanks for the show. I really enjoy it. So um, my story is I started out
2: mining by putting an AMD 7850 in my home server, and once I figured out how to do it, I was hooked. So I went ahead and built a dedicated rig with four 7970s in it on an open test stand. And currently I use CG Miner on Windows. I find the command line pretty easy. And I use the WeMine LTC pool. And they're quite professional. Uh, They continue to improve site security and appear to be handling DDoSs pretty well. Uh, So far I've mined 50 coins and I plan to keep going. Hope to be able to spend them on goods and services in the near future. Uh, by the way, when my wife saw the rig for, her, for the first time, her impression was, quote, looks like a fire hazard and a waste of electricity. Uh, anyway, that's my setup, and thanks again.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, I, well, the spousal fa- approval factor sometimes can be a challenge. <laughs> and I'm
1: hashing really fast. <laughs> I'm <laughs> hashing,
0: I'm hashing. Uh, did, we play, uh, did we play Nick? Uh, Nick Ross. Yeah, we did. Okay, good. And did we play next? is? Well, hello, next. Yeah, we played that one, right? Okay, good. I want to make sure we played those ones. Uh, all right, we have one more voicemail. This was KM Computing, and he called in. I'm computing. Well, hello, Kai. How are you doing? Good, thanks. And uh, what are you up to this afternoon? Are you uh, are you in- are you are you following the Bitcoin stuff?
5: I am actually, yes.
0: Oh, good man, good man. What's on your mind?
5: Pun? Um. Well, I'm just quite. Sorry, I just got on a bus to head to school. <laughs> um, no, no problem. Um, I'm quite concerned about um. The quality of the ASIC miners, because like I like, I'm a kid that has like no money, but I'm quite concerned on like how long are they really going to last?
0: Right. Did you see recently too that uh, there's an actual th- there's a thread going where somebody has one of the Avalon miners and uh, one of the boards actually burnt out on him. He's it it got too hot, too much power going through there, and it it shut down. Just that board. The rest of the machine kept running, but uh, it. All right. You know, it does, it's going to be a problem, right? Anytime there's an A, you have a group of people or maybe this is one of their first or second or maybe third products in the case of Butterfly Labs. You know, Butterfly Labs has done FGPAs before, right? And so that's, that's one thing to consider is that this isn't their first time making a system like this. But you do have to wonder, especially when they're rushing and they're maybe trying to do it for cheap. I think that's always going to be a problem. Ventilation and cooling is going to probably play an important role in keeping these things running.
5: Okay. Um, Chris? Um, with Bitcoin mining, what
0: do you suggest is the best mining pool? Oh boy, that's that's hard to say. That's really hard to say. Have you looked into uh, uh, PDP mining pools where it's a little more decentralized? And and uh, one of the cool things about those these PDP mining pools is that uh, right as you discover, you get you get your reward immediately. Just deposits directly to your wallet. Um, I, I kind of like this because uh, I, I wonder if you know. <laughs> If it, there's certain aspects to Bitcoin where we end up centralizing ourselves, and it's funny because the whole thing is, you know, fundamentally its biggest advantage is it's decentralized, and then we centralize around these ex- certain exchanges and these certain mining pools. So I like the idea of a P2P mining pool, but you know, since I don't mine Bitcoin anymore myself, I haven't been keeping super current on it.
5: Okay, um, with my mining setup, I've got a like a two thousand and twelve iMac. With a ATI Radeon 6500, and that's going at like 70 mega hashes, and I've got that running yeah. almost 24 7. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've started to invest in was mining on my Raspberry Pi, but I've been mining to <laughs> a different pool than um, it, it's like a pretty low key Bitcoin mining pool, and um, I'm only getting like 200 kilo hashes. But the reward that I get from the pool is actually really good. Ah. Um, do you have any suggestions how I could, or that would be low profit, and I could improve my um, setup?
0: So you, it sounds like you, you might sounds like you might like that other pool a little better. So maybe you should switch your main machine over because you know the that's obviously the the pie is going to be your bigger limiting factor there until you can hook up a Butterfly Labs or some sort of USB. Uh, uh, we have links in the show notes about these. Uh, they look like thumb drives these guys are working on that are little mini uh, ASIC miners. Mm-hmm. They do like, uh, 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 I forget, it's, it's, it's not a giga. I think it's less than a gigahash. But, you know, you could you could have a whole USB hub full of them hooked up to a Raspberry Pi. And then all of a sudden the Raspberry Pi is a much more powerful mining machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's a little bit down the road still. So I would say if you like that other mining pool and you think of the rewards better, why not switch your your mac over my my question for you has you have you tried mining on your mac under boot camp and running windows?
5: Uh no, I haven't because it's mostly my family's mac so okay. I don't really want to do too much to yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I have found uh, I, I have yeah, found that uh, it it uh, it uh, OS10 10 tends to be the limiting factor. Uh, I don't know if it's the, just the opencl implementation under OS10, but uh you get you get a higher hash rate under windows or or linux yeah. on the same hardware.
5: Yeah, the um what I use to mine is uh, bitmin to their, just their main client because yeah. so I haven't really invested too much into the coding mining, so that's why I mostly haven't um, done too much to it.
0: Right on, right on. So, well, anything else you want to touch on before we let you go?
5: Not um, much. Um, just let everyone know that I'm looking for a co-host for a Raspberry Pi show over at bit.ly slash And I'd love to have you guys on the
0: show. There you go, Pi Draft, bit.ly slash pi draft. If somebody out there loves a Raspberry Pi and you want to do a show with this guy, get a hold of him. All right, man, thank you for calling in. Thank you, Chris. I want to also echo uh, Chris Doles in the chat room who says, also be aware that sometimes small pool operators can screw up configs and pay out incorrectly. Sometimes they do a lot worse. So it's something to consider, too. Definitely,
3: yeah.
1: Security things, too. Mm -hmm,
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin X, the place that they create uh, profitability calculator, also has a Bitcoin mining hardware page where they're kind of watching the state of the different up and coming Bitcoin mining devices like uh, the Deep Bits or the Avalons or the Butterfly Labs boxes and tells you what their, ship- what their shipping status is, their cost, uh, their hash rates. You can look at all of them in one sort of consolidated list and uh that's probably something worth keeping an eye on. We were talking a little bit there with KM about those uh those uh USB devices. Those are coming down the road. The yeah, another another route people are going and I'm very unfamiliar with this. And so I'm not recommending it, but I'm just I want to make people aware is there's also the company ASCII Miner is selling shares. And so you can buy shares of ASCII mining hardware and then I guess reap, the profits that your share of hardware mine um and i guess asky miner is not only doing this kind of model but they're also involved in productions and 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 um development of of hardware uh it's headed by um uh, fredcat a user uh from bitcoin talk it's owned by the public it's got there's 163 shares available um i will include a link that tells you how you can do this this is so this is like a whole another route to go mm-hmm. that where you're kind of you're buying into a technology, and that technology is expected to perform. And And I guess maybe then you would take that those shares and you would at some point sell them and buy shares in the newer technology, perhaps?
1: They wouldn't just convert those shares into Bitcoins? I mean, maybe they would. I don't but know. I would think. I mean, otherwise it's like a Ponzi scheme, right? Because you're never going to cash out and keep moving up. But that's pretty cool. I, had, I actually hadn't thought about that word, you know. Somebody invests in pretty expensive hardware to do the mining then sells, you know,
0: shares. I I think this is like their clever way to raise capital because they're also supposedly going to be selling to end users directly.
1: I wonder how they can really transmit the authenticity of of how the device is performing, though, to the users. Because that that seems – maybe they do it well, but, you know, you're just buying a share and go, hey, well, hopefully I get some coins out of it, you know. It would really? I don't know how you really know. So, it
0: says here on their page you have two ways of buying shares in ASCII Miner. You can buy pass-through shares through two separate stock exchanges, and there's BTC uh, trading and BTC or Bitfunder. Bitfunder is kind of the one I'm more familiar with. Uh, the process of signing up for an account, and then you you use one of these funding sites to to buy it like stocks, huh? Uh, they say they share the they share that they trade the the shares on one of these. And so you buy up, and you buy them and sell. This is really kind of a fascinating approach. It sounds like something that I would need to do research on before I could recommend it, though. But I can also see how it is it would be a way to sort of hedge your bet, so that way you're not investing a ton of money into GPUs and then investing a ton of money into A six and then investing a ton of money into the A six two point or whatever it's going to be. You know, because that could be this this horse race that you're never going to win. Where yeah. is if you can buy and sell shares as things improve, that that's a different. That that's might a be a different game. a That's a good point
1: because you can keep moving up without having to invest right. in the hardware. And then what are you going to do with the hardware when you can't use it anymore for it, that function?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if that's what that's about. Because if that's what, if that's what they're going, if that's their angle, that could make some sense. Yeah. That's so if anybody out there has tried this or knows about this, if you play with this and you want to leave us a voicemail, call into the show one three fifty two five eight seven five two. Six two, that's three fifty two fifty eight. plan b And you can uh, leave us a voicemail like uh, Noob did in Michigan.
2: Hey, Plan B. I know this may sound kind of noob. I was wondering if you do a segment on um, Bitcoin and Litecoin wallets and exactly how they work. Uh, the ones that are on the web can be on your phone and also your computer. I recently got the one on my computer, and I know I can back up the, the backup file, but I wanted to know if I could use multiple computers and store my backup file, like in a Dropbox or something, I could sync so I can have my wallet accessible from multiple computers. If You could explain that more; would greatly appreciate it. Thanks, And love your show.
0: So, he's, I thought we'd just kind of include this question about wallets because if you're going to be mining this stuff, you got to put it somewhere, right? What, what is your what is your wallet approach, Drew?
1: Um, I used to keep them, I um. Uh, you know, you have to go and actually find, locate the wallet.dat file um, back in the Bitcoin days when I had a bunch of Bitcoins on my, my local system. But I kind of keep it distributed, not all in one place, but of um, course, definitely encrypt your wallet when you run it through the client. Definitely do that. And just to be extra paranoid, I threw it in a TrueCrypt volume and all that stuff. So <laughs> you, you can burn it a CD. CDs. You don't have to worry about some, you know, some terrorists launching a nuclear missile in the atmosphere and frying all the electronic devices and <laughs> frying your hard drives and all that crap. Have you it's looked into paper, Have
0: you looked into paper wallets at all?
1: Uh, I, no, I haven't at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I've read a little bit about them. I just, so my approach right now is uh, I use Electrum for local um, and I, I, I encrypt and then I save it in my Dropbox. And then um, I also keep a small amount on um, a, a, an online wallet. And there's a few of them out there. Um, I happen to uh, like blockchain.info.
1: Yeah, they're a really cool set. So I have a couple of coins on there as well.
0: Yeah, and they, they offer some some really nice, uh, if you use uh, their browser plugin, all of the um, interactions are all done locally, and so you're only sending them encrypted results, which I like a lot too, so you kind of don't have to worry so much about, you know... Um, some sort of man in the middle where like somebody throws up a phishing site or something like All that. Right, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, so you can get their you can get their plug in and they also support two factor auth and they'll alert you and they'll log every time somebody tries to log into your online wallet and their IP and where they did it from. You have to go turn it on, but it it'll, it'll do it, which I think is super nice. So between the two of them, like I have kind of like my pre-charged account, that's my that's my money I'm just going to spend and then I have my savings, which is my Electrum wallet. Um, now there is an Electrum port for Litecoin, but I don't think it's seen any action. And really, frankly, the official Litecoin client really hasn't seen a lot of action either. Yeah, that's true. But for right now, Litecoin's you have limited options. There's not very, very limited
1: yeah. as far as we know. Because
0: huh. I think I heard of one Litecoin wallet online, but I don't know if I'd trust it at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, you need I, a
0: rep. I, that's a, that's the kind of thing that needs a good wrap.
1: I know. I'm keeping mine on the exchange. I'm not keeping Litecoins locally or any of that crap.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you you store all your litecoins on the exchange, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really like it doing that because it's you know a single point of failure. But yeah, there's not really good, very good options for it right now. Not nothing like Blockchain.info because that's a great site.
0: Yeah, Blockchain. I just started using it last week. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so good. And then you it combine it with your mobile app, and you can get push notifications. And uh, if you uh, you know you can on on Android at least, you can buy and sell. Using the mobile app and it works with your blockchain account. So yeah, that's so cool. that's really nice. So, but you know, you always, I always, I always worry a little bit about storing, Mike, just because I got, I got robbed, you know, back in 2011. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, on, I had an online wallet that got yanked. So, yeah, you always got to be careful of that. Drew, is there anything else we want to touch on about mining? I mean, I know we've kind of been all over the board, but I kind of feel like we wanted to, we didn't want to, we didn't want to just come fanboy at you guys and be like, oh, you got to go mine, it's so awesome. But I don't want to completely discourage it either.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still mining. I get like 600 uh, kilohashes on Litecoin. So I get maybe like a coin a day. It's supposed to take about two months for my... uh, My card costs 300 bucks. It's an AMD 7950. But it's supposed to take... Um, I did the calculations, I think, yesterday or the day before, but about 150 bucks a month in terms of Litecoin profit at the current price. So huh. two months to pay it off, and then I can you know, turn a profit from there. Yep, that's, that's why, of course, assuming the price stays stable.
0: That's why folks could go use those calculators because you can put in your hardware investment cost. And right. you know, it's a totally different game like for me where I already had everything sitting around. And right. so it's just a matter of turning it back on. Uh, that seemed like a no no-brainer. No if I was investing money right now, I just don't know if I could recommend it. At least not for Bitcoin mining, unless you're going ASIC. Uh, but we got links to all the resources where you can look into this more yourself. You can figure out what you which you what works best for you, and then let us know. Contact the show, email us Plan B at jupiterbroadcasting.com, uh, or uh, leave us a voicemail one three fifty two fifty eight Plan B. This is not the last time we're talking about mining. This is basically our introduction to it, you know and. I feel like I maybe have been a little, a little, a little anti-mining. I'm still going to do it myself. I'm still Litecoin mining. I'm going to have a Butterfly Labs if they ever ship it. And I'm going to let it run 24-7 because I, I just like being part of the supercomputer network, helping secure the network by verifying <laughs> transactions yeah. and, you know, picking up my gold slivers as they uh, trickle down the stream to me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and that makes me happy, and I like that. So that's why I'm going to do it for a while. So let let us know what you end up doing, it's, and keep sending in your emails and questions. We love getting them. You can also text message us to that uh, to that phone number, and uh, we like getting those as well. And also inter- interview suggestions. Now it does help if you have more than just a name. Like we got a we got two suggestions this week saying, "Hey, you ought to interview the guy that runs uh, Silk Road." Yeah. That is a good idea. Let me just call him up real quick. <laughs> hey, you, Mr. Super Anonymous Guy. Well, come on our show. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you got to give us at? a little more than that chat room. Uh, don't forget, if you've enjoyed Plan B and want to support us, we have a tip us address in the show notes as well as a QR code if you're using that blockchain app. Uh, don't forget about the subreddit over at planbshow.reddit.com. We need more submissions and votes over there, so we'd love to get you involved and give us your, uh, i start threads over there. Give us your thoughts. Drew, man, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, looking forward to it. Alright everyone, we'll see you right back here for Plan B.